You're listening to Podcast Rescue. I'm your host, Cliff Dubinois. This is episode 25. Hey there, are you struggling with your podcast? Well, then let's change that. Here, we're going to share the strategies, tips, and tricks that you need to make your podcast a thriving part of your business. Welcome to Podcast Rescue. Hello, my fellow entrepreneurs. How are you doing on this fine and lovely day? So I want to share with you something that uh, that I noticed uh, about some of the podcasts that I have listened to in the past and about how you can actually wind up destroying your credibility. Every now and then I wander around podcast land looking for new podcasts to listen to. There was a phase for maybe about six months where I got stuck on this whole CEO style podcast, right? How to become a CEO, how to become a better CEO, whatever it is. Now, there are some really good ones that are out there. One of them I still listen to to this day. I actually interviewed her on one of my other podcasts. She is really good and I really enjoy uh, listening to uh, her podcast. Well, there was one podcast that uh, I listened to back in the day because, you know, the title was in there, you know, make yourself CEO or something else like that. And one of the things that caught me right off the bat was the fact that she had a photo on her cover art. And a lot of the times I will tell my clients, don't put your photo on the cover art. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares who you are. But her face was on there. So obviously she's looking at doing some kind of a personal branding. But my first thought was, she looks like she's like 20, like really super young. So my first thought was, how can somebody who is 20 be able to teach me about what it's like to be a CEO? What does she really know about being a CEO? Because it wasn't a, it wasn't a CEO for small businesses or CEO for women businesses or home businesses or whatever it is. It was just CEO. So, of course, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I probably have a good 15, 20 years on her, right? Well, you know, you never know. I could learn something from her podcast, and if I do, then it makes it worthwhile to listen, but I won't know until I listen. So I'm going to try not to pass judgment. Well, I think I made it about two episodes in before I stopped. I really did try to give her a chance, but the reason why I stopped was because she simply wasn't credible. Now. If I'm thinking this, you have to ask yourself how many other people are thinking this as well. So my question for you is that when you're out there producing content, is the content you're producing actually making you credible? If somebody is listening to your podcast, do they really think that you're an expert or some kind of a thought leader? Well, it can go both ways. You can produce a piece of content that does position you as a thought leader, but also too produce a piece of content that actually hurts your credibility. This does happen. Just because you're producing podcast episodes does not automatically qualify you as some kind of a thought leader. What I want to do is I want to break down these pitfalls uh, about how you can avoid what, you know, how your content could actually position you, you know, as anything but a thought leader, right? Actually hurt your credibility. So let's dive in. Now for this young lady, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down how her episodes went and then talk about why I didn't find her credible. Now, what got me to click on the episode in the first place was the title of the podcast episode. Obviously, you have to do a little bit of marketing to get the title in there so that way people will click on it, right? Sometimes this can be the hardest. You could have an episode that is absolutely awesome, absolutely on fire, 
But if your title is horrible, people are never going to click on it. So I think her title of her episode was something along those lines of, you know, the top three skills that every CEO needs to grow their business. Well, first off, I'm skeptical because it says every CEO. So she's talking about somebody who has 50 years of experience being a CEO. And here's a skill that this person needs. Yeah, right. So that kind of, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you know, just, just let it go, right? So I listen to her podcast episode. And what she does is she goes, here's skill number one. Here's skill number two. Here's skill number three. Come to my website and download this, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. She never talked about how she learned those three skills, right? What was her experience with those skills? What was the value that she saw in those skills? How did she use those skills to help to grow her business or to make better decisions or to make herself a better CEO? What was the results that her clients see because they now adopted these three skills? All of this stuff was missing. I literally felt like all she did was say, you know what? I'm going to talk about the top three skills, jumped onto Google, did some research, found three skills, and then she went out and she wrote an episode and recorded it. So basically somebody else did all the heavy lifting. All she did was just read a blog page. So I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, maybe this is a one-time fluke, right? Maybe she just did it this one time. I'll, I'll listen to it. But you know what? The second episode was the exact same thing. It was like, you know, three secret unknown hidden strategies that CEOs need to, and it was the exact same thing, the exact same format. And the thing is they weren't unknown. They weren't secret. At least I knew what they were when she rattled them off. So I'm like, I, you know, who, who is her target audience for this? So because her stories were missing, because she didn't talk about using results or whatever it is, I just simply did not find her credible. Now, back in the day, I was taking an advanced marketing course. Our instructor was a gentleman by the name of Ryan Fletcher. If you know anything about direct marketing, you know that Dan Kennedy practically rules this space. Ryan Fletcher is like the number two guy. He is a force in the direct marketing world. In his course, he was teaching us how effective content can be, but it has to be done right. Whatever you're going to talk about, if you're going to give advice, if you're going to talk about skills, if you're going to talk about this or that, whatever it is, you need to include a story with it. How did you learn it or how did you earn it, right? That's, you know, Russell Brunson, right? He's another guy that's out there. That's how he succinctly said it. And that's the best way I can share it with you. How did you learn it or how did you earn it? Because when you share a story, right, your audience can walk away with so many different meanings. Like one exercise that Ryan had us do was write down all the traits that we wanted to be known for. And if somebody's going to listen to your story, what, what do we want them to know about us? Right? So if you want people to know that you're honest, what is the story that you have that actually shows that you're honest through your decisions, through your actions? Right? The next part about this, of course, is how do you build a story framework that relates back to the main topic? If somebody's going to listen to this and get value from it, what is the story? that helps to build the credibility of what you're going to say. So, you know, if you're going to talk about a frame, the framework, right, or your top three skill sets, right, this is how I get results for my clients, so this is how my clients get results, wrap a story around it. Now, something that I learned from Cindy Rodriguez, and yeah, I'm doing a lot of name dropping here, because this stuff here is not something that God just revealed to me in a dream, right, and said, if you do this, you'll get results. I learned from really smart people. Cindy Rodriguez, she is a phenomenal writer. She has been published in more major periodicals than almost anybody else that I know. 
and she consults with a lot of with women-owned businesses about helping them to find the right people to hire in their organization. She is phenomenal. She gave me a very simple framework that I use with all of my content. Here's the framework. Get your pencils out. This is what happened. This is what I did. This is what I learned. Super, super simple, right? Now, here's a quick story about how this framework works. Okay. I have a podcast. I'm producing content, but my content isn't converting. Nobody's coming to my website. Nobody's downloading my freebie. Nobody's getting my lead magnets, whatever, right? And because they're not doing this, my business isn't growing. My email list isn't growing. I talk about this with a marketing expert that I hired and I said, hey, you know, here's what's going on, right? Business is growing, da, 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 da. And my marketing expert, first thing he asked me is, okay, cool. Let's talk about your call to action. And I said, what's that? I had no idea what a call to action was, right? My marketing expert, I could practically hear him on the Zoom call hitting his, <laughs> hitting his forehead with his hand. He's like, Cliff, no wonder why your content isn't converting. You're not including a call to action. You need to have a call to action. What is your lead magnet? I was like, uh, what's a lead magnet? And he was like, oh my goodness. we got." So anyways, this whole chain of events happened where he taught me this is a call to action. This is how you design a really good lead magnet. You know, you need a landing page. You need to do all of these other terms. So now I go back, I redo my podcast episodes. I include a call to action. I include a link to the lead magnet. I include all these things in there. And guess what? My content starts converting. So now let's break that story down. First, this is what happened, right? My content isn't converting. I just, for whatever reason or another, I'm, I'm not getting any new clients, but this is what happened. Second, this is what I did. I told my marketing coach, my, this marketing mentor that I hired. And I said, hey, you know, here's what's going on, da-da-da-da. They gave me a strategy to try. Got to include a call to action. It's got to be a strong call to action. Lead magnet. Got to have a landing page. Got to have all these other things. Third, this is what I learned. When I implemented these strategies, that's when my content started becoming effective. This is when I started getting clients. This is when people started going to my email list, right? When I implemented these things, my business started to move forward. So in other words, I share a topic with somebody about the importance of having a call to action in their podcast episode. I share a story about how I learned it. These were the results. In other words, I have just provided proof that the strategy works because I have lived it. And now that I know what to look for when I'm listening to other podcasts out there, when I'm reading blog content and going to people's websites, this very simple strategy is what people use to get results. And I often find, uh, find time when you know, I'm talking to my clients and they're like, yeah, you know, I'd really like to you know, have my podcast convert. My email list isn't growing, right? They're in the same position that I am. I always say, okay, let's talk about your call to action. What are you doing? You know, and a lot of the times they're not doing it. They're not including a call to action. Or if anything, their call to action is very weak. So what can we do to make it even better? When you structure your stories into that pattern, two things happen, right? And when I talk about the pattern, I'm talking about this is what happened. This is what I did. This is what I learned, right? First off, you're providing proof that what you did actually works. Second, you're making your argument bulletproof. If you say to people, hey, you know, I learned that I had to include a call to action to get people to do something. If I don't, people won't do anything. Nobody's going to come back to you and say, oh, well, that's not going to work for me. 
Really? Why not? Did you try it? Did you input call to actions? Did you try to make a stronger call to action? Did you try to do a lead magnet? Nine times out of 10, they're going to come back. Well, no, I just don't think it'll work for me. Well, first off, maybe that person isn't your customer, right? If somebody's actually going to come back to you and say, you know, this methodology that you use isn't going to work for me, then maybe you just need to let them go and focus on people that you can help. But second off, you tested it, you tried it. And because you got results, your story is now bulletproof. Nobody's going to look at you and say, oh, this didn't work. Because you know what? It did. This is how you start to establish the credibility that you so sorely need. When you're out there and you're talking to people, you need to share that story. This is how I learned it. This is the results that I got for myself. Just telling people what to do is not going to establish yourself as a thought leader. I've seen plenty of people out there with zero experience tell all kinds of people, hey, this is what you need to do. And you know what? It rarely turns out just because they say, oh, well, I'm an expert doesn't mean that they they really are, right? Where are your learning scars, so to speak, right? What road did you travel down? How did you learn this? How did you earn this? If you read it in a book, did you try it for yourself before you started telling other people to use it? So make sure that if you are creating the content, right, if you're going to do here's top three skills or here's a strategy or here's a tactic that you have to have a story to wrap around it. So if you're experimenting with something, then tell us, right? Not everything has to be a how-to article for this uh, young lady with her podcast. If her podcast was something along the lines of, you know what, I'm on a journey to become a better CEO, Here's some things that I'm trying. Here's some things that I'm experimenting with. It would have added a lot of credibility to her podcast right there. But that's not what she is. It's She's more interested in just telling people what to do. So if you're experimenting with something with, like I said, if you're on a journey, tell us, right? Share that with us. Hey, here's what I learned. If it's something that you tried and it worked, then you need to tell us that story. If it's something that you tried and it didn't work, you need to tell us that story too. That is super important. That is some of the most powerful content you can create. Now I could go into that. I am actually gonna save that for the next episode, right? The power of the negative story, right? But now for your dear listener, I do gotta put this out there. If you're struggling to create content or if your content isn't converting or you're having a hard time coming up with solo episodes or even doing interviews that can actually convert people, go over to podcastingwithcliff.com, schedule your session. Let's get your podcast on the right track. Having your podcast to support your business goals and your objectives. Your podcast should be helping your business to move forward. If it's not, go to podcastingwithcliff.com. One thing that I do do with all of my clients, and I want to make sure that I'm very clear on this point, I take a lot of notes. And during these notes, I also create a very comprehensive to-do list that you need to implement so that way your podcast can move forward quickly. That way you'll know everything that you have to do. It's not just an hour session and everything is done. I do outline the to-do list that you need to do to start moving forward. With that being said, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Make it a great day.